0: Hello, friend, and welcome to the U Turn podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and a best selling author of the book U Turn Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, and Design Your Dream Career. I wrote the U Turn book and created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week I bring you a guest on with the intention of helping you upgrade your confidence in work and in love. I'm also so excited to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. This is the only CBD company I have come to really trust with my wellness. They have 0 THC, meaning you can't get high from their products. They're organically farmed and they're gluten-free. I love sleep, and when I don't get it, I feel like my entire day, my entire week, my entire life is thrown off. And during these times of stress, I started taking Soul CBD's Sleepy Gummy before bed, and I swear by them. Most nights, all I need is a half of a gummy, and these little babes have put my sleepless nights behind me. With one delicious fruity bite, their unique blend of CBD, CBN, and terpenes helps you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and improve your overall quality of sleep. I always wake up refreshed. It's my New bedtime besties. So our friends over at Soul I contacted them and I got a discount code for 15% off your order. Just head on over to AshleyStahl.com slash soul. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S O U L to access our special page with them and don't forget to use the code U-turn at checkout. That's Y-O-U-C-C. TURN. Now let's get into this week's episode. My friends, I am so excited to bring Jenna Kutcher onto the U-Turn podcast. Some of you may know her as a top 10 or even top five or even top one podcast in the business world. She has created the Gold Digger podcast, which is just incredible for you to launch your business. But a girl after my own heart, instead of writing a business book, she wrote a book about feelings and it's called How Are You Really? And it is just such an incredible tribute for how you can start tuning into your intuition, which we know I love so much and how to start really feeling how you feel and evolving your life from an authentic place. So despite all of her clients, all of her courses, all of her sales, all like, I believe it's 35 million, if not more downloads on her podcast. She is here on the podcast today to talk about what it really looks like to connect to yourself, what it really looks like to create fulfillment and what it really looks like to have ease in your life. She is a family woman. She's a businesswoman, And I'm so excited to have her here. Jenna, welcome to the show, my friend. I feel like I have had so much envy watching you and all my favorite people hanging out on Instagram. It's wild. It's wild. wild. (laughs) Yeah. And I will tell you, I hear from these women that I love. I'm like, how was the mastermind or how was the, this? And they, they, they speak very kindly about everyone, but it's interesting. The story that I've gotten about you is that you love life and you don't Mm. live to work.
1: Yes. Yeah. Both of those things. And I love other women
0: <laughs> yeah, me too and it's um, funny because I've sat in a circle of our friends and we've talked about like friend trauma and like thinking yeah. and I don't have that much because I just yeah. that's not been my curriculum in yeah. my life
1: it's Um, funny we've we've been meaning to like connect for a long time and I think a lot of people like start off that show their show and they're like oh yeah we've been and it's like no ash like we have been like we have been orbiting in a similar solar system for a very long time I'm so excited excited it's happening
0: yeah and I I feel like um people are so candid with me and I don't know if like that. I think that's the skill set that made me almost be a spy. Was that like people can share with me? So people have very candidly said, "Like wow, what a peaceful, joyful person." Yeah. Um. I know you wrote in your book about your husband and his six pack, yes. and you wrote about inner peace, and you know, just I mean, what a great title. How are you really yeah. living your truth, one answer at a time? So, I feel like I could start this by saying, "How are you really?" But what yeah. I actually truly want to ask you is what does it really mean do you think for someone to feel a sense of peace in their life yeah um and how do you what are some of the key things you think you did to to access that yeah it's
1: so funny cuz someone um recently asked me like how do you define success and i said peace and they were like oh that's actually not what i like thought you were going to say And I was like, I want my life to have this level of ease to it. Like I want to like wake up and be excited about what I'm about to do and feel like there's value being added or I'm making an impact, whether it's in home playing with my kids or like on the internet or on my podcast. And I want this level of ease. And I feel like, for so long, especially women, it's like, we've just been spinning our wheels. Like hustle is like our status quo. Like it's easy for us to overwork and it's hard for us to be still. And I know for me, there was so many times in my life where I was like, I don't need rest. I operate at a higher level. Like I'm just an achiever. And I recognize that like this, inability to rest was really the signifier that like I was afraid to get quiet with myself because I was afraid to answer that question how are you really Mm -hmm. because I think as as someone who is a problem solver naturally I knew that if I was honest and said like I'm not okay or I'm not happy or I'm faking that I'm enjoying my life that then I would have to do something about it and so when we think about this like idea of peace I think a lot of us almost paint it as like a finish line in our lives. Like maybe someday I'll feel peace or when I arrive or when I accomplish this thing. And it's almost like we never allow ourselves to even cross over the finish line or rest in that. It's like, we're just constantly moving the finish line further and further away from us, resisting this invitation, this birthright of ours to like, actually just pause and be still and rest.
0: Yeah. I I love what you're sharing. And I know that, you know, even in the digital nomad era before everybody was working remotely, I always ask myself the question, like, am I running away from something by like constantly being on, on the go? And it's such a fine line between getting like a creative dopamine hit and being like, I'm just running away from things. And so I get that people are scared to say, how am I really? And you know, I lived in Paris for four years and the French don't like you asking them how they're doing. They find it very invasive unless you know them personally. Yeah, And it, it, it makes sense because in the United States, it's like if somebody says, how are you? We're just programmed to say good and move on. And a fun fact, I mean, for anybody listening, I've just made it a practice recently when somebody says, how are you? I stop and I ask myself, how am I? Yes. And it's actually not a n- normal thing to do for a lot of people. So give yourself that dignity. And I want to ask you, Jenna like, so many people are in so much struggle right now. Like, the suicide rate is high, mental health is low, um, overwork, burnout, great resignation. This is the time we're in. Every five years, a skill set becomes obsolete. Yeah. So there's a lot of like hamster wheeling and tire outs. How do you eat? What what would be your message for someone around peace when I'm guessing someone's listening right now and they're in debt and yeah. they're working their butt off to get out of debt. They have kids, they have family, and they feel so freaking far from waking up and having a peaceful moment. Like, where do you even begin? Yeah, it's it's really funny because I
1: remember when I was talking to my publisher about like, oh, what category is my book going to be in? And they're like self-help. And I was like, ah, like the last thing the world needs is like another white privileged female to tell them how to like live their life and chase their dreams. Because it's like, honestly, right now, like like the thing that we're losing in the self-help space is self like the awareness. Mm -hmm. And when I was writing my book, I was like, I don't want this to be like, Oh, here is Jenna's five-step process. But it's like, here's how to come home to yourself. Like, here's, here's how to come back to that inner knowing that has never left you, that has always been there, but that the world has tuned out. And I think like I often picture like almost like dials on a stereo, like an old school stereo. Like our intuition is like at mute and the world's noise has never been louder. And there's this invitation, like when we think about peace, it's like, how do we like start to tune into like those whispers, the goosebumps, the pings, the knowings. It's like, we're so consumed with like these digital notifications that we've stopped, like listening to ourselves and our bodies and like the signals that we're getting that are telling us like, Hey, like you might've gone off course or like you aren't in alignment or like, this isn't your calling or you're faking that you're enjoying your life. Mm -hmm. And it's really crazy because For me, um, I was talking to uh, one of our friends, Jamie Kern Lima, and it was after she had launched her incredible book out into the world. We were sitting on the rooftop at a spa and it, it sounded relaxing, but it wasn't relaxing because both of us are just achievers. And it's like, we felt guilt for resting. And I told her, I said, you know, Jamie, like, it's almost like you need to do a couch to 5k, but in reverse, like you are running a 5k every single day and you don't even know how to like rest for a minute or like be quiet for five minutes. Like how many people in a yoga practice, there's this um, chapter in the book called My Soul Shavasana. And it was like, yeah, at the that. end of yoga, I used to hate laying flat on the mat. Like I, I couldn't do it. I, I would literally like, if it wouldn't have been rude, I would have just like walked right out the door and gone on with my life because I looked at yoga as a workout and not a practice. And I looked at Shavasana as like something that I didn't earn. And I think that a lot of us are walking around like that. And so when it comes to this notion of peace, it's really easy for me to say, it when I have resources and help and, you know, all of these things, but I think it's in anywhere in your life, no matter what your circumstance is, there is a heart beating in you right now. And there's an inner knowing, and it's likely been put on mute. It's likely been down. I, I often think about like our passion and our desires and, and our intuition is like this flame. And I think for most of us, it feels like ashes right now. Right. It's like, is there even an ember left to like fan again? And so I would just say like, it just starts with coming back to yourself and like checking in with yourself.
0: Hey, you turners. I have such good news for you. Our friends over at Bioptimizers have put together a really irresistible offer that is only good while their stock lasts. So here's the deal. You're going to get a free bottle of their best-selling enzyme supplement called Masszymes a free copy of their book From Sick to Superhuman free copy of The Ultimate Carnivore Cookbook and a free copy of Plant-Based Superfood Delights this bundle comes at a value of 81 bucks but they're sending it to you complimentary if you fill out a short form and cover a small shipping fee so really a rare deal I'm so excited about this so why should you take advantage of this free bundle offer well Masszymes is is a powerful, best-in-class enzyme supplement that improves digestion, reduces gas and bloating, and provides relief from constipation. Want, want, want. Nobody really wants that stuff, am I right? So you'll wanna take this supplement daily even if you only eat healthy organic food because your body produces fewer enzymes as you age and it becomes harder to quickly digest and assimilate food. So taking mass zymes daily can really help you fill those digestion gaps. Um, I remember having a conversation with a wellness expert and them telling me that if you are farting all the time, your digestive tract is giving you feedback that something you're eating isn't agreeing with you. So after you start taking mass zymes, you may notice that you no longer feel bloated after meals, that your belly feels flatter. And if you have leaky gut, Masszymes is really key to help you, you know, it could reduce gut irritation and help you absorb more nutrients. Like I said, this free bundle offer, which includes a bottle of Masszymes and three free eBooks is only available while their stock lasts. last. So you want to go to this exclusive link they gave me, masszymes.com. It's M-A-S-S zymescom slash U-Turn free, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N free. Oh, and in case you're wondering, there's no strings attached to their offer. There's no automatic subscription renewal or any annoying thing to cancel. So just head on over to masszymes.com slash U-Turn free now to get your exclusive free product bundle. Now let's get back to this week's episode. hmm I think also like, um, I don't know, have you done the Hoffman process by chance? No, but I, uh, so many of my friends have,
1: and they've talked about it.
0: It's amazing. I feel like it just depends for me on where you're at in your journey. It's like expression work expressing. Um, it's interesting. Like if there's anything I've learned, it's like in the self-help space, there's so much about how to be better. yeah. And I feel like sometimes the real work is how to be accepting of where you are yeah. versus how to just be right. <laughs> and I feel like you have a lot of joy. I have a lot of joy. I know yeah. that, you know, it serves the world to have it because so many people want joy and you might as well just shine that light out there. And And I know in your book, you write a lot about how to feel your feelings. And a lot yeah. of people- they don't feel sadness. They don't feel joy. It's like one pipe and it's shut off yep. um, and getting into your intuition, which to me, I define as knowing what, you know, without knowing why you know it. Yes. It's like, what would be a starter? You said like asking yourself, how do you feel? What would be yeah. another way to kind of, move closer to that wise voice or those breadcrumbs. Yeah.
1: So it's really fascinating. So I have a three-year-old and um, she is just like a deep feeler. Like she is an empath. She is a very deep feeler. And it's been interesting, like as a mom um, to like parent through that, because it's like when she feels something, it is like she's overcome with that emotion. And we've had to do just like a lot of emotional intelligence work, both as like adults, but also as parents. and. really what I like kept finding myself telling her is like, it's okay to feel your feelings. And I think that one of the things that society has projected and, and even just this like idea of like how we should operate as humans is that happiness should be like the go-to like happiness should be our destination. It's like you wake up and if you're not happy, you should get happy and you should stay happy. But like our emotions are like these crazy cyclical things. And when we don't feel them or when we suppress them, we don't get to like encompass the richness of life. Like we've all heard that, like, in order to know like true joy, you've had to have walked through like true sadness. And when I think of like my three-year-old and her feelings, it's like, I like often tell her like, you can feel these feelings and like, I'm not afraid of your big feelings. And I think as adults, we are afraid of big feelings. It's like, we are uncomfortable when other people in our area are feeling big feelings because we don't know how to deal. And so we just suppress, we suppress, we suppress, and then we explode. And I think that like a lot of us are standing in like the carnage of the explosion of like, oh my gosh, like there are things I haven't dealt with in my life, or there are things that I've happened decades ago, or there are generational things that I never questioned that now i'm wondering or there are these beliefs where i never questioned the source and so it's like there's so much unpacking going on right now specifically coming out of the pandemic where it's like we are forced to like recognize that like maybe happiness isn't the daily destination maybe showing up is maybe waking up is maybe like doing one inch of progress on our goal sheet is the real work. Um, and I just think like parenting for me has really opened my eyes where I'm like, okay, I'm telling her these things, but like, am I living these things? Am I embodying these things? It's good integrity check to have kids. I'm Oh sure. my <laughs> Lord. It's like a mirror. You're like, sometimes she'll say things and I'm like, where did she get that? And then like two hours later, i like say and do the same thing. And I'm like,
0: oh, it's me. It was me. <laughs> it was oh, me. Was you know, I love that you're talking about the spectrum of feelings because I know one thing you write about is just around, and this is something I've been huge with in my own work. Yeah. Is happiness is a process. Life is an experiment. And this is one of my favorite thoughts because I feel like what we're doing for people right now, especially in their careers is somewhere around the equivalent of saying like the first kid you have a crush on in preschool, marry them. It's like, that's what we're doing with people's careers. Like the first thing you think of, like build it, don't question it and push it down. Everything theory of sunken cost. And if you went to medical school, you better be a doctor. So what, what does it look like for you to be in that experiment, to be in that process? Because. I've thought a lot about this and I think it helps people see a little bit of structure around how to be in that experimentation with their lives. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the U-Turn Podcast with Jenna Kutcher. I absolutely love her work and I think that what she's doing with her book, How Are You Really?, is so aligned with my work in the U-Turn Podcast and the U-Turn Book that I wanted to buy 10 books of hers and pass them along to you. So anyone who shares this episode on Instagram and tags, both of us is entered to win a free copy of Jenna's book. I'll DM you if you are one of the winners. Thanks so much for spreading the word, supporting her, supporting the show. I'm so honored to have had you here.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love this so much. And it's something I haven't been able to talk a lot about. Um, and inside of my book, I like share about my journey. And, you know, I grew up in small town, Minnesota. My dad worked at a paper mill for 30 years. My mom was a teacher and security was safety and security was what we craved the most. Right. Um, and so you would be a fool to walk away from something that offered you security. And I was a first generation entrepreneur, like the first person to say, like, screw the salary in the 401k. Like this isn't for me. Um, but it's really funny because when people ever say like, Oh, like you came out of nowhere overnight success. I'm like, it's over decade success. Like over the last decade, I have tried and experimented and failed and publicly failed and like done all of these different things to get to where I am. And in my 10 year career, I've been a wedding photographer, a watercolor artist, a blogger, a podcaster, <laughs> a teacher, a mastermind, you know, like I've done so many different things. And I think that now. Nowadays, it's almost like the internet has become a peer-reviewed journal where we think about like okay how is this being received and what is the feedback and that's going to signify where my next steps are instead of like checking in with yourself like is this fun do I enjoy this am I am I on fire for it am I passionate and so for me it's like I have had to like continually re-identify myself and my identity has continually shifted and it's almost like I have to wake up to the new version of myself every single day and there's that idea of identity foreclosure. Um, I had Maya Shanker on my podcast and she talked about this notion of identity foreclosure which is like clinging to past identities that no longer serve you. It's the same reason we hold on to like high school genes that no longer fit us. It's that that thought of like well I invested I must make that investment worthy and And when we do stuff like that, we hold on to things for too long, or we go in the wrong direction. And so it's really interesting to me because it's like that notion, like you said, like, Oh, I went to medical school. I must become a doctor. It's like when somebody's four years into medical school, they look at the four years they spent and say, well, I don't want to make that wasted. So what they're willing to waste the next 30 years of their life doing something they weren't meant to do. Um, And so it's almost like we have to combat this idea that change is wrong and like reinventing this notion that like, it's so cool to evolve and change and contradict yourself. And that's beautiful because it signifies like growth Mm -hmm. and your humanness and that it's like more beautiful to let people in on those changes than to show up. Perfect. It's like, we're all walking around feeling like these before photos and we're waiting for like the transformation that guides us to the after when really the transformation is what's going to inspire people the most and build like the most true friendship and community around you.
0: Mm. Well, and it's interesting. It's like, can you really offer friendship fully if you don't really know who you are and you're like performing or being someone? I mean, I know when I was a kid, I was celebrated for being performative and it showed up in my dating. Like I would entertain these guys versus like get to know them. So it's such a, such a tough thing. Um, I love what you say about change because have you read Byron Katie? I feel like you have. Like, no, I haven't. So okay. when I was like writing and stuff too, I was like very careful. I only
1: read like like really fun books because I was like, I, got, yeah. I, I can't be influenced by these amazing people.
0: I had the same thing. And it's funny, yeah. people tell me my book reminds them of what color is your parachute or... Yeah. And I'm like, I never read those books because I didn't mm-hmm. want like tarnish my creativity. I'll have to read it now. Yeah, like I'm so excited for yours and it's the perfect compliment. I think everyone listening who has read my book, I feel like yours is just a completely different lens on the same thing. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's it's really magical the time that we're in that there's so much conversation about how to come alive. And I think that's only gonna continue. Um, Well, Byron Katie in her book, uh, Loving What Is, her thing is I love you until I don't. Like you're allowed to change. Yes. So, you know, um, I have a lot of friends where they get married and their mindset is like, we're going to give our all and we love each other. And if it changes, we'll navigate that too. It's like yeah. all truth. Um, are you friends with Annie Law? by any chance? Like, no. Have, okay. So I need
1: to just get in your sphere. You've got all to get all in your sphere. People.
0: Yeah. Well, so you kind of remind me of her as well, because she talks about how opportunities like life is kind of like a boat slip. And when you have something docked in your boat slip, um, you know, it really prevents other things from coming in. And so I think a lot of us spend time suffering in something that we're in. And instead of removing the thing, we just yeah. keep adding things on it. So it's like yes. this pile of shit. And then we put like sprinkles on it and like a new outfit on it and a new yes. partner on it, but it's still a pile of shit. Yeah. And so it's just so painful for so many people. Um, I'm curious, like, how have you taken the criticism along the way? Because when people are making changes, whether it's career related or personal or their partner or whatever, yeah it's like they're gonna get feedback and with someone who has a platform like you i remember be, being looped in with you on a dm during like kind of a week of activism yeah and i just remember thinking like what a time to yeah. be a content creator yeah um how are you how do you handle that with yourself and how yep. do you continue to move forward with that yeah it's crazy i
1: mean it's it's wild because like when we like a lot of people when you start this like you never think think that like, you're going to be the leader or the person that's supposed to guide other people. Like my whole like tagline is like imperfectly empowering women because it's like, Hey, (laughs) I'm on this journey and come along. Um, And I think that it's really beautiful because when you are in a leadership position, I think it's really beautiful to say like, I don't know, or I don't have the answers or I'm seeking or I'm learning or I'm finding. And I've really had to differentiate the difference between criticism and feedback, because I think that that, there's a really big distinction there. And I think you're going to get both of them whenever you're doing something of interest or something that you're passionate about. There was this um, reel recently that I saw and it was like, you know, have you ever noticed why the people closest to you sometimes don't support you at all? And it said this notion of like, they're watching you change while they're still in the same spot. And I think for a lot of people, it's like easy to get the applause of the masses, but the people closest to you can maybe question your change or you dread, like, what is their judgment going to be? If I say, I want to do this thing, or I once was this way, but now I'm this, or my mind has been opened in this way. We worry mostly about the people closest to us. Like I know even, even in creating the book and writing the book, like the first time I let my mom read a chapter of it, she was like sitting on my couch and I was like pacing the floor. Like, do you like it? What do you think? But I'm like a stranger reading it to me feels like way more comforting because it's, you know, something different. And so there's a difference between feedback and criticism. And, and I think I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years that has made me a better person, more empathetic, more understanding, like expansive. And then there's also criticism. i I mean, I write about like how we went viral for being criticized for the way my body looks. And so it's like, you know, you have to learn how to let go. But like, for me, I am not someone who's just like, Oh, I ignore it all. I, I don't pay attention. I pay attention because I think in being awake to that, it allows you these invitations to be really introspective and be like, Hey, maybe I need to think in a different way, or maybe there are other ways to think about this. And I think in a world that is so polarizing, where it's almost like we just unfollow someone, the moment we disagree with them, we're creating these echo chambers that don't really invite us to grow. Mm-hmm. And so it's been just this really interesting journey for me where it's like, I am happy to contradict myself and happy to show change. Because to me, that shows that like, I'm always in the student seat when it comes to life, like this is life school. And like, i I'm subscribed. And so, um, it's been interesting. And, and I would say too that the other thing to note for, for anyone who's like afraid to like step into like a position of leadership is like, there's so much beautiful things when it comes to impact that way outshine any of the criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to like cling to that to show up into the arena, like they say every day. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like, what a perspective. I think perspective is so important when you're out there and just remembering the impact. And I love what you said about like knowing what you don't know. Like I remember when I was at the Pentagon, that was like my saving grace, because I said yes or no to something that I really didn't know, like, yeah, but he could die. Like I, it was just, it was such a lesson for me. Like always say, you don't know. And remembering that life is your coach. I think that's really fun because sometimes we have these questions and it could be tempting to like create more chaos by frantically wanting the answer versus like, you just said life is a school and you're subscribed. It's like life is a coach. And if you have a question, let life answer it for you, like be with question, just sit with it and see what experiences come into your world. Um, and you talked a little bit about your body and I thought that was really uh, a great thing to bring up because I know you write about it in your book as well. So how have you come to a place of body love? Because I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles where everybody's perfect. Yes. And I'm always like, you know, one stomach flew away from my goal weight or whatever. (laughs) So like, how I grew up in know? Minnesota,
1: where everyone wears eighteen layers and mucklucks. So yeah. it's like it's like so fascinating. It's crazy, even when I'm in different cities, where I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is like a thing. Um, You know, it's really funny, Ashley, is that when I first started writing, I like did the whole process backwards intentionally. So I like started writing before I had an agent and a deal and a pub date and all of those things. And I actually started writing a business book, and which is wild and you know a signifier again of that like identity thing right but even when i was writing a business book there was parts about it about body image in it because i've never read a business book that talks about like how you feel in your body impacts how you show up in every way um and there's this line in my book that says like how you rise up to your battles is directly linked to the type of warrior you believe you are and i think that the way that we feel in our bodies totally impacts how we show up for life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was really interesting because when I was like picturing my book and stuff, I'm like, I want to talk about something that so many women are consumed by, like so many minutes and hours of our lives are wasted, hating our bodies or wanting to change them or looking at what they're not or what they can't be. And for me, like my journey of self-love has been one that is like continually in progress. Like I think one of my biggest like issues with the self-love space is that it's painted as like all of a sudden you arrive and it's a destination and you love yourself forever and it's like no 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 it's a choice it's it's this constant redirection it's kind of like meditation for years I was like I can't meditate my brain is too busy and I didn't realize like that the art of meditation is not being thoughtless it's being aware of your thoughts Mm -hmm. the same thing with your body self-love is not this like arrival where you're like I don't think negative things about my body it's this course correction this redirection of the narrative of what your body is and what it can be for you. And so for me, it's just been really interesting, because I feel like, you know, a lot of my struggles with my body were linked to like our struggles with growing our family and like our fertility issues. And that was a really big challenge for me, because it was like, I felt like innately, like my one of my purposes of my body is to be able to carry a pregnancy to full term. And I can't do that. And I don't know why I can't. And so I was very much on this, like exploration journey of like, what is my body? How do I like fuel it? How do I I look at it as like this whole complete thing? How do I stop trying to separate my brain and soul from my body and realize that like, we are all one. And how do we like move through life in a way that feels good. And so it's still a journey. Like I'm, you know, six months postpartum with my second daughter and really just like, now I like look at my body of as like the miracle that I see their bodies as, you know, and it's, it's really interesting, but it doesn't come without work. And it's not like a place that you arrive
0: at. Yeah. You remind, me a lot of um Clarissa Estes, who wrote Women Who Run with Wolves. She talked okay, I just about- need to read more books or something. You, I don't know why I sound like such a well-read individual. I'm really not, but you're just <laughs> reminding me of the things I do read, which yes. is all the more reason you're on this show. It's like I'm so excited about this book you've written. Um, she talks about how being hard on your body is an insult to your ancestors and all of the women in the lineage who have who've brought your body to be, and how the baseline for a great body. Is are your senses working? Yes. Is every can you feel? Can you smell? Can you taste? Can you fight off sickness? Like, is it doing these things? And it's weird. Like my 30s came in really hot. Like I got Lyme disease. I started feeling like sick, you know, all these different things. And now it's like my diet has become medicine. And I am so thankful to my body. And one practice I have, and I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. Do you have any like questions you ask yourself in your journal? Because I find that really fun. Like I ask my body, how are you doing? And I'm always, yeah. if my Even body- like when I'm meditating, like a lot of times
1: I'll like put my hand on my belly and my heart and like breathe in that like cycle, because I'm just like, Whoa, like we are all connected. Like every part of this, like, it's like, it's, you know, you said something earlier about like loneliness and not being your whole self. And like, There's this line in my book where it's like, loneliness isn't isolation. It's like being in a room full of people, but not being fully known. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we're walking through life, like not fully knowing bodies or not trusting our bodies or not like, you know what I mean? It's like, we're looking at our bodies as like the opponent when really it's the teammate.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And the more I hear you talk, the more I'm like, you're so grounded. Like, how do you stay so grounded? Because. I know for me, I had an awareness, like I have a lot of friends who do are in like the celebrity world and yeah. they were making jokes at dinner the other night. Like Ashley has friends who are celebrities. Like, and I sat with that. I'm like, why is that? Because I'm not, a am not very business motivated. Yeah. Fortunately, like I'm more like friendship is my first priority and family. Yeah. so anyway, I never, I never really care what people are doing for work, but I attract these high achieving. Friendships, yeah, and I realize it's because I've spent so many years healing myself, yeah, and like kind of not like down here, but just like I invest my resources in my well being, and so when these people are with me, they feel a sense of like healing energy. But I'm very adventurous, and they're out there having adventures, and I love adventures. Yes. So their resources are in adventures, and my resources are in healing, and we need each other in a yes. lot of ways. And so I. I'm grateful for my own groundedness. I know that I have an ego. Like the other day, someone's like, you don't have an ego. I'm like, oh yes, the fuck I do. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Yeah. So like you remind me of someone like that I would think of as is also a high perspective, high grounding. How do you not let things get to your head when you are a successful businesswoman in a world that women are still really working hard to stand out? I, I mean, first
1: off, I'm like, just moved to Northern Minnesota, anyone who needs to be more grounded. Um, you're just reminded of like, what really matters. And like here, it's just like family and relationship and, Being outside and in nature and like it's like all of those things you kind of like would dream of, like for your children. Like when I see my like daughter throwing sticks in a stream, I'm like, this is it. Um, this (laughs) This is is a good life. life. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's so funny, Ash, is that like I feel like even when I sit around rooms with like highly successful people, like I always end up going back home. I remember coming home from like a mastermind and I was sitting on our living room floor eating like takeout sushi from Duluth, Minnesota, with Drew and I was like you know I might not have the biggest business or you know the most success but I feel truly that I was the happiest person in that room yeah and it's like that inner piece of like um the other day someone was talking about like this really massive business deal and it was like super cool and I said you know I love you so much and I I'm so excited that you're excited about this but this wouldn't change my life at all and I mean that in a way of like give me another million dollars nothing changes like I'm living. My life in a way that like feels good. Um, and I, I feel like I just really cling to what matters. My husband has been trying to get me to sell my car for years. It's <laughs> like a 2008. It does like the speakers don't work. The windows don't roll down, but it was the first car I could afford to buy, like as an entrepreneur. And I love that car. And I'm like, you know what? A new car would not change my life in any way. Like, it's just funny to me. Cause it's just like, when you when you have been resourceful for so much of your life that the resources that come, you really recognize that like, to me, like true wealth is like having freedom of choice and like having freedom of choice of like what I will do, how I show up. Like I am so fortunate right now that like anything any of your listeners, if you ever see me doing something, I want you to know one thing I'm doing it because I want to, not because I have to, and I've built a life now where I literally only do things that I want to do. And it's a massive privilege, but like that to me is success. Yeah. So that's like where I just feel like, you know, there are so many things that I could do or should do, but like, it wouldn't change my life. Like I would keep living my life in the same way. And to me, like that's success. That's being grounded.
0: God, we have the same definition and it's, it's great to be around you because I feel like I went on this business retreat in the middle East before COVID and I met all these amazing people, but I noticed it was kind of a networking fest, which is totally fine, but I was reflecting on it and I was talking to my therapist about it. I'm like, why, why does that happen? And she's like, well, everybody's still becoming someone. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, and I'm like, well, do we ever become? And she actually had a very counterintuitive answer. She said, yeah, sometimes people get there, whatever there yeah. means for them, they get yeah. there. Yeah. I feel like in self-help you're taught, there is no there. But I think for some people there is, where they're like, yes. this is where I've been working to get and now I'm good. And those people weren't really networking because they weren't becoming anymore and they were just yeah. being. But they were good. They were yeah. just good. I'm good, <laughs> right. And yeah. you you feel like you're there and obviously there's always more to do and you change yeah. and you grow and you shift and you're allowed to do that. I think I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I feel like I, as a businesswoman, I feel like my revenue is doing well, but I yeah. still can't afford the shiny things that I want. Yeah. But how would they change your life? Yeah, exactly. How would you know? It's like, life? it's really interesting too, because
1: so. Before I had my first daughter, I remember I was like at uh, I did this like girls trip with like these really highly ambitious women and um I remember sitting there and I had my hands on my big belly and I could feel my baby wiggling in there and it this was like a 3 year journey to like get to that point and I remember we were doing this thing and I talk about it in the book and and they were saying like the next time you see me all and like fill in the blank and I was like I will have spoken on all of these stages or I will have done 10 million in revenue or all these things. And I remember sitting there with my hands on my belly and my eyes closed. And I was like, the next time you see me, I will have like embodied this new identity as a mom. And I will have just like loved as best as I could love. And I was like, that was it. Like there's no like revenue or like whatever. And I remember like going home and just being like, am I broken? Like, is my ambition broken? And I recognize that like, there's this like pushback on this idea of being content because like culture has told us that like the minute you're content, it means you're complacent. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to like ambitious achieving women, like this idea, this notion of being like, I have everything I need is like terrifying because it's like one, the minute you admit it, you feel like it's going to get taken away from you. But two, it's like, no, but shouldn't there be that next level? Like, shouldn't I be like knocking on the next level door? And it's like, no, like content contentedness is so separate from complacency because it's like content is like being present in your life. It's like literally being awake to your life. And it doesn't mean that you're not reaching and striving and doing things. Like I'm launching this book into the world and I want to make this massive difference, but I'm also okay. Like if my daughters just read it someday and it impacts their life. And it's like, just this, like, It's like this unshakable confidence of like, Mm -hmm. I'm in the right place and I'm like doing the right thing. And it's like so contagious, which is so beautiful about it.
0: I love what you, I love everything that you've shared. And, um, I, I got a really powerful piece of feedback from a friend who visited me in New York recently. So I have my LA friends and you know, all of them pretty much. And then I have my New York babes and they're all beauty cleans. I don't know how this happened, but they're all Miss New York. Yes. And 2021, 2022, 2019. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I just love Miss New York's. Yes. Um, But it's funny because my friend who visited for my birthday, I was like, so what's your take on my new friends? I really love them. And she goes, these girls I would hang out with all the time. They're amazing. She said, yeah. my take is that they're going to have higher highs and lower lows than your friends in LA. And I said, why? And she said, your friends in LA are doing so much self-help, but they're not living more because of it. They're Mm -hmm. doing so much self-care, so much self-love practices, but they're no more alive because of them. In my experience, I've been out with them and there's a a lack of zest and it's not that they're dead inside by no means they're totally alive, but the joy isn't fully there. And then she said, your babes in New York, they don't really do any self-help, but they're living vibrantly. They're playing big. And it's not just in their career. It's just in the people they want to talk to the things they want to talk about, but they don't have the self-help tools to help them when they hit rock bottom. So their bottoms are going to bottom out a little bit more than your friends in LA. And it it's been sitting with me for like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, Wow, these women are amazing, and they don't have these tools, and they don't invest a thousand hours, you know, a year in like IV drips and green juice and all of the things that make you well and allegedly happy. Yeah. But they're living so vibrantly, and so I think it's also a misunderstanding that therapy or healing is the only way. I think it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, but you can choose to be alive today. You can choose yes. to be a person tomorrow. Who you yes. were yesterday is dead. It's gone. You can be somebody new today. So, I just love your reminder. And, um, I'll tell everyone where we can get your book, but is there any message you have for en- everyone, um, around the book, um, who it's for? I mean, obviously it's for everyone yeah. because it's called, how are you really, but yeah. I mean, it's-, it's
1: what I'm really excited about is kind of what you're just talking about is it's like, we're all looking for answers, right? Like, I just feel like this, like we're on this, like you know, amazing race of like trying to like find the answers. And I think we've forgotten to like look within ourselves. And there's this line in the book that says like, maybe you haven't arrived because the map you were following was meant for someone else. Like maybe it didn't work for you because it didn't come from you. And I really think that when we think about like where we're headed, specifically now more than ever at this like time in history, it's like in order to get to where you want to go, you have to first be honest with where you're at right? Like if you were to type in a destination into your GPS, but you lied about where you currently are, you're not going to get to where you want to go. And I feel like, how are you really is this invitation to get super honest with like, here's where I'm starting. Here's the starting point. Mm-hmm. And here's the destination where I want to go, but guess what? I'm going to enjoy the path. Um, in a culture that is so obsessed with like hitting these achievements and crossing things off of our list. I think we're missing our lives and we're pushing those finish lines. And so it's really just this invitation to get honest with yourself. It doesn't have to be big or scary. There's a lot of lighthearted and fun stories in there and questions to really make you ask yourself those things, but it's also about taking action. I think there's no lack of education and information out there, but there is a lack of people taking action. And when I signed my book deal, I asked my publisher, why me? Why this message? And she said, in this polarizing world, women are made to believe that there are two options. The first option is to hustle harder, wake up earlier, do more, never disconnect. I always say yes. And the other side is to manifest, just speak what you want into your life and it'll come. And she said, you live in the area of great. You live where the woo meets the work. You hold the visions and you lace up the sneakers. You do it in a peaceful pursuit. And this is like, my book is not just a book. It's like a philosophy that I like want to just like spread out into the world of like, you can enjoy your life and you can have success in your own terms. And it doesn't have to look any certain way. All I want for you is at the end of the day, when your eyes close and when your head hits a pillow, that it felt good and that it feels good. Um, and so, yeah. I'm so proud of it. You can get it anywhere books are sold. How are you really? And I'm so excited for it to get into
0: the world. Mm, I'm so moved by what you're sharing. And um, I can feel how in integrity you are with yourself yeah. and how you feel so good. Yeah. And I can tell you that you go to bed at night and you like you and that's yes. like everything. Cause in yeah. the silence, in the dark, you just, you just hanging out with you. You come into the world alone, you leave alone. Yep. And for you to like you, it's like the most priceless and fulfilling thing there is to, in the corners of your mind, think I'm a good person with good, th- with kind heart. And I love what I do. And it it sounds to me a lot like being happy, at least in your experience, maybe is around knowing when it's enough. Yeah, absolutely. I, There's a whole chapter about that. What's yeah, your enough point? Exactly. Draw the line in the sand and rest. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I want to ask, that's how I want to leave everyone is yeah. what is your enough point? Like yeah. if you, could live the life you really want truly like a happy life, not one that's all about the pursuit, but really getting something that means something to you and creating a life that means something to you, what would be the enough point? Um, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we finally connected. I can't believe it. I'm so happy to finally meet you. I see why everybody loves you. (laughs) Same (laughs) ditto.